This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Last November, Christina Madaris, a longtime supporter of The One Thing and somebody who attended our original couples goal-setting retreat, attended our retreat again. But this time she came with two really important people in her life. She came with her significant other, Eric Alexander, and as well as her business partner, Steph Douglas. Individually, each of them had these big, ambitious goals for the upcoming year. Christina and Steph had this vision to buy and renovate a commercial building here in Austin where they could launch a brand new community event center called Open House Austin. And they would do it just within the next six months. Eric was in a transition period. He had just quit his nine to five job because uh, he wasn't feeling the fulfillment every day and he desperately wanted to start a business. But for a guy who had so many talents and so many interests, he really struggled to narrow his focus down to one thing. For them to be successful in their individual goals, they realized they couldn't go at it alone. They needed to set their goals together so that they could have clarity and alignment on what truly mattered most and the support from each other along the way. What's unique about this episode is you're gonna hear about the struggle that many of us face, but few of us are willing to speak about publicly. Anytime you go for achieving big things in your life, chaos is bound to show up. And for many of us, it shows up in our personal lives. People love to put on a face, especially with social media today and show how perfect their life is. And it creates this unrealistic expectation of what the journey looks like. Today is not some, ooh, let's look at this success story of a couple that got clarity, alignment, and achieved extraordinary results. This is the real deal, folks. This is what happens when you have two people who are both starting up companies. The real stress that it can put on a relationship and most importantly, how they're using the tools of the one thing to set their goals for this year so that they can remain connected and grow together. With that, let's get into this episode with Christina Madaris and Eric Alexander. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I'm curious, Christina, you had the chance to come to our first couples goal setting retreat that we had ever hosted. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you weren't a couple. No, I wasn't. Um, I 
my friend Amanda told me about it and she had read The One Thing and I kind of was skeptical. And then I realized I had read The One Thing like years before and have actually implemented a lot of the tactics in my own life. And I was like, wait a second, this is definitely in alignment with what I believe. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, so between the first event and then going into last year's Goals Written mm-hmm. Retreat, something changed in your life. Yes. I'm staring at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh. so I, I'm curious, what was going on in your life at the end of last year that had you both look up and say, you know what, let's do this together? Hmm. Well, I'm very persuasive, maybe a little pushy. <laughs> and so I just saw that like it changed my life when I went to that goal setting retreat. And I know that Eric was starting his business. And I thought, oh, this would actually be really beneficial for you as well. And in my mind. So I talked to him about it uh, and got him on board. There you go. Eric, what was going on in your when she presented it to you? What were you actually thinking? Well, for some context, I had just quit my nine to five to start a new coffee company called Levercraft Coffee. And uh, I think it was very clear between Christina and I that one of my, uh, something that was not a strong suit of mine was organization. And when you don't work 40 hours a week, all of a sudden you have to fill that time with something. And Christina, being such a, a advocate of the one thing, encouraged me very strongly to come join her on the retreat. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't say no. So yeah, I don't know. There was an option. Do, do, do you remember what she said to you? Because this is, the reason I ask is because... Um, well, I'll even back up even further. Would both of you consider yourself to be goal setters? I have not always been a goal setter. But after I saw how it... like When I implemented certain goals and tactics that it changed my life and you know things were happening and i was progressing so i think after reading up on the one thing and um different material yes i became a big goal setter and for the last like i would say 4 or 5 years okay how about you Eric? uh short answer no but it became very apparent to me uh very quickly in our relationship that christina would tell me that she was going to do something and then somehow she did it. And I was telling her things that I was going to do. And I found it very, very difficult to achieve uh, even the smaller goals, mostly because I was uh, not quite entirely sure what my larger goals really were. There's a reason I ask. Most of the people that we've engaged with who have an interest in doing a retreat, the person who has an interest is the goal setter. Then they find that they have a significant other or somebody on their team that they need their support in achieving the goals and they're not a goal setter and they're not sure quite how to get them on board. I'm hearing that neither of you were goal setters, Christina, until you started going through the principles and seeing the results. And then Eric, you wouldn't have even said you were one until she had you come this last year. Do you remember what she said to get you to come to the retreat? Uh, Christina was very adamant that if you don't have large goals, if you don't look in the future, if you don't try to see what's maybe a year or two years ahead, uh, it becomes really, really difficult to break it down to what you're doing week to week. And I think I did a really great job at achieving very small goals 
week to week, but I was never really focused on what the main goal was. Mm. And so I wasn't getting any closer to accomplishing anything that I really wanted to accomplish, even though I was doing these small things that made me feel good in the immediate now. I didn't really feel like I was moving forward in the same way that Christina, who had these planned out goals, and I could see that very clearly, took that big goal and turned it into a small goal. And she would do those small things every single day. And it was very obvious that she was getting closer and closer and closer to you know the main goal that she was uh, striving for. And so that was really cool. So maybe I didn't say anything... Directly, I think he just saw what I was doing, and maybe I was just like, "You need to come here." And yeah, listen. actions speak louder than words a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. especially in uh, uh, being in a relationship with somebody. Well, you just shared a really interesting perspective, Eric, which is you had demonstrated a track record of being able to accomplish small goals on a week-to-week basis, where you'd look up this week and say, "What do I need to focus on?" You could get clarity on a list of items and knock them down, but they weren't actually driving toward bigger results. Then you see Christina had clarity on a big result in the future, understood how to break it down into just very simple things. If you just did that this week, would put you on track to something that is, that is huge over the long run. Exactly. Yes. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What did the two of you do to prepare for the retreat last year? Mm, we did not do much at all. I think we could have done a little bit better. Of I could have communicated what to expect a little bit more. I don't think we really prepared. You just showed up? <laughs> yeah, we just showed up. I mean, I had been before, so I kind of knew what to expect. Eric just said yes and didn't have questions. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm more about <laughs> and- yeah, I'm more of an analytical, like after the fact sort of person and not quite as much a planner, especially well, is- at that point in time. Yeah, well, I think this is this is a cool thing for people to hear because yeah. they might think, oh my gosh, I need to have all my ducks in a row to get this done. And I'm hearing you didn't, you showed up and how'd things end up going? It was great. And I think, yeah, that's the point that I think that makes is like, you can just show up and you guys prepare us pretty well. Um, and give us the tools we need. So knowing what you now know, as you think about this year, what would you advise somebody listening to this? What would you suggest be the handful of things that they do that if they just did those things would make them massively prepared for going into this type of experience? So for me, definitely, this is not something that I am super great at yet. I'm still working on it. but. Uh, organization and being able to sit down and be very conscious about what you do every day, or at least planning it out. Maybe it doesn't necessarily go the way that you wanted it to, but being around a partner who is so good at organization, she sets a calendar the night before and just seeing what she's going to do. The more you can be organized and, and don't necessarily try to throw out something that's uh, super insane. You know, you don't need to say that you're going to make five million dollars in a year if you're making zero. You know, mm-hmm. today, but having that having that scope scope in your head of maybe one day we can get there, and figuring out how to organize it. I think that was the biggest thing in the retreat was the organization. So what I'm actually picking up from you is 
um, prior to going in, looking at your life and if there's things that you might need to be prepared for the retreat to do that level of organization. Maybe it's, what did you spend this past year as it pertains to your budget? How did you perform against your goals? Some reflection on what are the things that actually do matter to me so that when you show up for the event, you're not doing the thinking from scratch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have a little bit of clarity about why you're going. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I would, I would definitely say this is aligned with what we advise people is there's um, before you plan, you have to reflect. Mm-hmm. To reflect back on the past year to say, hey, what were my successes? What were the, the things that I should be celebrating? What are the things that I said I was going to do that I didn't do? What were some of the biggest challenges that I had? What are, do I have any regrets? Any things that I want to change? Uh, what are the major changes I want to see in my life? Any habits that I'm missing? For me personally, I do a massive financial review in terms of where our money went versus where we said it was going to go. What did I say our goals were? And based on that, should I be thinking bigger this year? Or was I just pie in the sky? It's, it's very much a reflection process. You show up to the retreat. What? And I'm, I'm going to you first, Eric. In the back of your mind, did you have any doubts or maybe limiting beliefs about the experience prior to experiencing it? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely did. So... Um... You know the retreat's title, the one thing. Uh, it was pretty intimidating for me, uh, especially going into it. I have been the type of person, pretty much my whole life, who uh, gets really excited about something, and I put 110 percent into it. And then, at some point down the line, I get bored and I move on to the next thing. And before the retreat, um, you know, it was going through my head. You know, I have this idea. That I want to do, that I'm, I've just quit my job, I'm pursuing this passion, and I'm thinking in my head, man, I don't know, like, do I really, really want to do this one thing as my business um, mm. going into it? And so that was by far the most intimidating part about it was, mm. am I going to try to plan this thing that I'm not entirely sure I'm going to give it my all with? You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's when I first met Eric. That was what drew me to him is he was so passionate about so many different things. And I was like, wow, that's so cool that you know he did woodworking and was into coffee and could build houses and uh, motorcycles. And I was like, oh, this, is, this guy's so passionate about so many things. But when it came down to him wanting to you know, start a business, I was like, you do need to choose one. You can't have a motorcycle repair business and also do woodworking and also have a coffee shop. Mm. <laughs> and I was, I was working a, a 40 hour a week job at the time as well. So um, <laughs> when I was doing these hobbies was when I was also around Christina and I had all this energy because um, my job just didn't require the same amount of brain power mm. during the day. What's happened over the course of the last year that you didn't expect? Um, so I don't think that like we went into this year and Eric and I were like, okay, it's going to be a really hard year, but we got this. And I don't think I expected it to be maybe as hard as it was. And I think I know why now that we've begun to talk about it more. I think, you know, we went into that retreat and we had all these ideas of like, okay, we're going to do all these business goals. and um. And we didn't really talk about our personal goals as much 
together. Like I, I had my own idea of personal goals. I was like, okay, we're gonna do a date night and this and that, but we never, we never sat down and did that together. So I think that was what what made this year a little bit more tricky than we thought. Yeah, it's it's really easy to manage your own life when you're the only one living it and really involved in it every day. And when you partner up with somebody and are spending a lot of time with them and then also jumping in and trying to start two new businesses, the challenges that come along with that, especially as a couple, are pretty significant, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All, all of our friends have this idea that we're we're like this perfect couple and nothing ever goes wrong and we're just like doing all these amazing things and uh you know it, it couldn't be further from the truth like it's a lot a lot of work put and a lot of work into it yeah there's definitely a lot of challenges that we face along the way and mm-hmm. you know so what what I'm hearing from you is you both came into the retreat together and really focused on professional. Christina, you focusing on what you're going to do with your business. Eric, you figuring out how am I going to launch and scale this coffee company and thinking that, great, if we both have clarity on our professional goals, everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the year, what I'm hearing you say is because you both had ideas of what your relationship would look like but didn't actually set them together, there was tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that didn't come up um, before, because you know, there wasn't as much pressure on certain. You know, when you're working seventy hours, I don't even know all the time, <laughs> and then you're trying to make room for your relationship and have those good, vulnerable conversations that make a relationship strong. We weren't just, we just didn't have enough energy or time. We didn't plan it out. What a massive success! <laughs> and and he, and I just said that word intentionally because. <laughs> Yeah, I watched both your faces. Like, excuse me, did you just listen to what we said? And the listeners were like, Jeff clearly was multitasking. He didn't hear that correctly. The reason I say that's a success is because had we just said at the end of last year, make sure you set goals in both areas because they matter, you might not have heard the message. You want to know why? Because we said that in the retreat. Mm-hmm. We did oh, yeah. say it. We did say it, and. Sometimes we need to allow life to teach us a little bit of a lesson for us to have that purpose behind all those things to make it a priority. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, I did make personal goals. I made them. I was like, I'm going to see my friends this many times a week. I'm going to, you know, me and Eric are going to have date nights, but we didn't do it together. And I think that's what I didn't listen to is. We should have made those goals together. That's not my goal to make and accomplish because if someone else doesn't know about that goal, how is how are they going to be aligned? Mm, <laughs> <was> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm really curious to see what this year looks like for the two of you then. As you, as you go into the goal setting season for this next year, mm-hmm. what are some of those things that you're going, all right, this is really where we need to narrow our focus? So for me, uh, you know, even though I did go to the retreat and experience this uh, last year, um, it was very, very clear to me that organization for the business is super important, and uh, it's really, really important to stop, take a step back, 
and look at what you're actually doing with your time every day. And Christina and I actually just went through this exercise last week. We sat down and she helped me because she's amazing mm-hmm. and really good at organization and <laughs> blocking time. Uh, she helped me take a look at just how many hours I was spending on each aspect of my business. And it was very clear that if I didn't hire somebody immediately, I would never be able to grow the parts of the business that I had actually set goals for last year. And instead, I would just probably continue to drown in this you know, 60 plus hour a week thing that's not necessarily going to bring me the type of success that I'm looking for in the next few years. What, what's happened over the, the last year that has brought you closer together as a couple? So that's that's an uh, interesting question to answer. Christina and I have such different personalities and the way we operate are so different. It can be a big challenge uh, just to figure out each other's schedules and figure out how to be um, around each other and present with each other. And we have gone through some incredibly difficult moments in both of our lives uh, together, being together, being in a relationship, you know, we've never, neither of us have ever been in a long term relationship or one that is as serious as the one we're in now. And everything that we've gone through has forced us, and, and for lack of a better word, it's forced us to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We both really care about each other, we both really love each other. And so we've had to take a step back and stop. And we've been going to therapy, which I would recommend for any couple, especially one who is doing, uh, you know, couples that are doing really high stress things all the time. I think it's incredibly important for a relationship um, just to have a third party to help talk through things. Hmm. But yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited to see where this next year brings, mm-hmm. mostly because of the challenges of this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've learned a lot and um, we were trying to go at it on our own for a little bit and then realize like we need to work on this together. And being at this, when you're working so hard and so much and starting a new business, you know, it kind of puts a magnifying glass on your relationship and it, it kind of makes you work on things that maybe that wouldn't be an issue now, but it would come up eventually. So it just like fast forward that process and so made us have to work on it. What I'm hearing you say is it made you get real. Yeah. <laughs> it's because everybody says marriage is hard. And they say it for a reason. And I know you guys aren't married yet. Uh, but this idea of having a relationship, I mean, over time, you, we are constantly growing together and growing apart. Like it's this ebb and flow and working to come back together when you're off track. I think a lot of people pretend that if they don't look at the problem, that it won't exist. Mm, yeah. What I'm hearing is that you both are starting companies. Anybody who started a company knows what that's like. You take both of you doing that where you're working long hours, you don't have the leverage that you want. The cash flow is probably not where you want it to be. It brings an immense amount of stress on the relationship. And instead of it tearing you apart, I'm hearing that it's actually made you both go pause and go, huh? We actually have a framework for this. We just realized we tried to succeed by ourselves. We didn't actually set these things together and have a, a relationship with our goals together. Yep. 
That's that's exactly right. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. Everything that you've experienced over the past year, Eric, and for you, Christina, the past few years, I want you to talk to that person who's listening to this who has not done this before. Or maybe that person who's listening to this because their significant other said, honey, you need to listen to this because they're not the goal setter. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that person about, about this journey? You are not alone. <laughs> I mean, if that, was, if that was the only thing that somebody heard from this podcast, every single city, every single place in the world has people that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing. And to try to expect... Uh, to do everything by yourself is it's uh, it's it'll make mm-hmm. you go insane. Yeah, I've been so fortunate to have been introduced into Christina's life and uh, have the friends that she has. You know, she surrounds herself with really, really incredible people who are also doing amazing things like her. And uh, without that support group, I would not be where I was today uh, with my business. So that's kind of what I would piggyback on is I learned to ask for help and I <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at it of like using my resources, talking to people who've done things like this before, you know, going to these retreats, like working on yourself is really important. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people will sometimes say, well, it costs money or it does it. And I'm just like, well, it's your health and it's your life. And you know, you only have one life as cheesy as that sounds, but you might as well make it worth it. Yeah, I love it. Let's turn the tables. <laughs> I mean, you got me here. What questions do you have? So I think a question I have personally is, um, so we work together. You know, Our businesses are on the same plot of land. <laughs> so we're working together. We see each other a lot. And, but it's not like, I guess, quality time. We're not you mm. know, having these deep conversations we need to be having. How... What goals can we set around spending more quality time together and not just working together? Great, great question. And interesting that you share that because just from listening to you, when we're talking about, oh, we're working so much, we're not really seeing each other, and then hearing, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Physically, you guys, your businesses are in the same building. You do <laughs> see each other a lot, but you don't, but you don't see each other. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Let, let me ask you. So I'm going to walk you through a framework. Uh, I'm going to ask a question that first and foremost determines what's the end state? What, what really is the goal? Right? So one way to ask that would be, fast forward, you both are spending quality time together. What specifically does that look like for you to say you're successful? It's taking me a lot of thought process to think about this answer. Right off the top of my head, I think, you know, having better conversations. I think that that's what we're missing is, you know, when we spend all this time together, we're having those conversations of like, oh, how'd your day go with your business? You know, what'd you make? How are your sales? But we're not asking like the deeper questions of like, Mm. how are you feeling today? And like actually leaning into that answer. And and I think, yeah. Let me ask the follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Or actually, Eric, you give me your your feedback first and then we'll go. So uh, uh, it's really easy to get focused on something and uh, not let that leave your mind. And so Christina and I have had this discussion a lot. Um, I talk about my business all the time. At dinner, breakfast, 
over text messages, when she comes into the shop for a minute just to say hi. Um, and I don't want to be doing that. So uh, success for me would be being able to have those conversations that we can have together that are unrelated to um, that particular goal and instead focused on her and I and not just what I'm doing or what she's doing. And a lot of it is separate as like we talked about. It's together, but separate. So I'm hearing a very aligned answer, which is it comes down to actually having quality conversations, not just about work. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Kai? Jinx. (laughs) Follow-up question to that. How would you know if you were successful? You know, I I think uh, we got into this a little bit. I don't know if Christina is going to agree with me, but uh, yesterday we were talking about this and I said something that I don't think I really meant. Um, The way that you feel when you first start dating somebody or first start seeing them and the happiness that you get when you spend some quality time with them is something that I don't know that either of us have felt in a while. Mm. And if we were able to start feeling that again, which I have no doubt we could because we were connecting on a very different level um, back then, I think that would be success in my mind. And I can tell you right now, I would sleep a lot better at night knowing Mm. that we were able to do that again. So dive in back to when that was happening. What (laughs) specifically were you doing? Like if we followed you around with a camera and we documented those conversations, give me the 20% of what they looked like. <laughs> oh, you know, skydiving, <laughs> riding motorcycles, uh, you know, doing some really, adventure things. We were doing more activities <laughs> together that we both like to do. And I think oh. when we were in our like natural habitat almost, it was easier for us to be more of the, the couple that we wanted to be. Okay. Um, so we don't do that as much. We, you know, we'll go to dinner, but that's that's not how we first bonded. We bonded by like doing really fun activities that projects together almost, but not work projects. Okay. So I'm hearing when you first started dating, you guys got out and did activities. You went on adventures and that's what the dates consisted of. And they facilitated a certain type of conversation that facilitated a certain type of connection. You look at the last year, you both have been so focused on scaling your startups that those dates were eating together, but not actually doing these adventures. Yeah, that's okay. That's exactly how how many activity based dates do you think you'd have to do on a monthly basis just to feel like you're getting that dose and it's going in the right relation, going in the right direction? I think twice a week. Oh, week? twice a month. Oh, sorry. I was like, sorry, wow, sorry. okay. Sorry. I mean, twice a week, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's we, do it. We can jump out of planes twice a week. I'm in. Uh, no, probably twice a month. I so think tw- yeah. uh, is a pretty reasonable amount of time to to really spend an entire afternoon or evening together. Okay, so let's fly. Um, let's bring this back full circle. You asked what type of goal should you be considering as you going into this next year, and really the the, the purpose behind it is your relationship. Feeling connected and growing together. That was my one thing for this year, by the way, with Amy. Mm -hmm. And um, for us, it was a very similar result or activity that we would track, which is how many dates. And I'm hearing you say 
24 date nights over the course of 24 dates over the course of the next year. And these are, dates are not, let's go out and grab a meal together. I'm hearing this is us. Let's go outdoors and do something together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's, now let's break it down because that's the result you're looking for. That's not the one thing. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would make having 24 dates over the course of the year easier or unnecessary? So we're both pretty competitive with this. <laughs> I'm trying to say like, could we make this some sort of competitive game? For, I don't know, I guess. Or like write it in the calendar, but somehow, yeah, like make it a game. I don't know if that works, but I know Maybe. let's. I think you might be overcomplicating it. Yeah. If, if you want to do 24 over the course of the month, I uh-huh. heard you say that's or over the year, that's you doing two a month. Okay. What's one thing you need to do to make sure you get two dates in every month? Put it in a calendar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would do it. So let's get really specific around that. When would because when would be the ideal time that you would do it so that now we can p- play off the competitive juices? When are you going to get it? When are you going to time block it? Sunday nights, Sunday afternoons. Okay, Sunday afternoons. Do you already have a standing time that you get together on Sunday afternoons? We tried a little <laughs> Sunday evenings were kind of our. Um, planning time to plan our week a little bit or just reconnect. Okay. Tried. Well, now let me out. I'm hearing tried meaning track record says you didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the one thing you can do mm. that if you did it would make blocking those dates easier or unnecessary? Well, it was in my calendar. I don't know if it was in Eric's calendar. We could maybe get a joint calendar in our kitchen or oh. something. Okay. Where we saw it very visibly. How how about this? Let me. I'll go out of question mode and I'll go into just sharing some ideas. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what, yeah, sure. What if of all the days of the week, what's the one that you believe you can place the eggs in the basket and say this is the one we're most likely to have time together? I think Mondays. Monday, yeah, probably Monday. I don't know why we're. So what part? What time? Morning, day, night. I think like three p.m. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How yeah. about how about the first how about the first Monday of every month? Both of you have a standing time block. Send an invite to each other for an hour that you are going to discuss the dates that you can do that month. And I would maybe that first hour time block is not you scheduling anything, but you both coming up with an exhaustive list of all the things you'd want to do over the next year. So you don't have to do the thinking over and over and over again. But that way you've got a laundry list, a bucket list, if you will, of the activities you could do over the course of the year. And then the first Monday of every month, you're simply going, which two are we going to pick? And you time block them. I don't know why that was so hard. But yeah, thank you. That would work perfectly. Well, surprisingly simple. Doesn't mean it's it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's tough to read the label when you're inside the box sometimes. Mm. But here's the beauty of this. I love first and foremost your willingness to to share this on the podcast because there are literally thousands of people who are listening to this and going, oh, "That's me." And they feel like they're the crazy one. They think they're alone. When in fact, no, it's the majority of people. They just don't talk about it. 
And here's what I really admire about the two of you is um, the last year, I know you've had successes professionally because you sat down and you both set your goals and you shared them with each other and you enlisted the support of each other professionally. And you've also learned what happens when you don't pay attention to the other side and, and, and have that shared support. And it, that knocking that domino down has set you up this year with motivation because I can see it in your eyes to say, we're focusing there. I can see you both are focusing there first this year. What are we doing for us? Because if we can put us together and if we can be good together, then how much more powerfully can we show up in our businesses? And if you being connected is the one thing overall, how would we know if you're successful? Oh, we'd be having these great conversations again. Well, tell me about the time that you did. We were going on these dates where we weren't sitting and chewing at each other. We were actually doing extra activities outside. Well, how many would you have to do on a monthly basis to feel connected? Two. Okay, 24. So what's one thing you can do each month to make sure you get those two done? First Monday of every month at 3 p.m., we're going to sit down for one hour. We're going to time block those things. Boom! Yep. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> well, practice. And it's, we say this a lot. The world doesn't need a new way to set goals. They need a way to have a relationship with them. Mm. They need a way to understand that when things are falling off track, what they do differently to get back on track. And that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing you share in terms of your relationship. And it's the same thing with your goals. If it's halfway through the year, it's the end of June and you look up and you've only done six dates when you should have done 12, you are going to know I am off goal. What do I need to do differently? That's what it means to have a relationship. So we've just seen it happen enough times that we can just do this on the fly. Hmm. I want to acknowledge the two of you for, for coming on the show. Um, really, really appreciate the candor and how committed you both are, not only to each other, but to the process. And I have no doubt that if we fast forward another year, uh, we'll be having a very interesting conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. I, I was telling Eric, like, I hope we can be super honest with people. And I think we both agreed that it would be very helpful to your audience. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, if, if people want to learn more about the coffee, because the coffee's freaking good, <laughs> Where do they learn about it? Uh, you can uh, check us out on Instagram at Levercraft Coffee. Um, you also can find our website that has some pretty cool photos of uh, vintage espresso machines that we um, restore and sell from time to time at levercraft.com. Otherwise, you can stop by in our uh, new coffee shop that we opened back in July uh, on the east side of Austin. You just Google Lever Levercraft Coffee. Boom! <laughs> All right, you two. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Christina Madaris and Eric Alexander. I remember being in a mastermind with Gary Keller and somebody asked him, when you know if you've really become successful? And his answer surprised me because he basically sh shared that success is not what most people think it is. It's simply going through a series of failures, learning each time and getting back up and surviving. We see it every year. People set goals and they're so hopeful for what they can achieve in their life. 
And they think that success is everything going perfectly. Yet, perfect just gets in the way of what's possible. Progress is so much more important than perfection when you are setting your goals as a couple. It's not about everything going perfectly right. It's about casting a vision together, moving forward, and in those moments when there's conflict, in the moments when there is strain, being able to present as a unified front and ask, based on that, what's the one thing we can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. What's interesting about this story is that Christina and Eric achieved success professionally this year. And that professional success turned a spotlight on their relationship, helped them understand where they hadn't been as purposeful, just gave them clarity on what their top priority is for this coming year. They knocked that first domino down, professional, and it got them back up to this year, focus on the next lead domino, which will be their relationship together. Folks, we sincerely hope this episode you think about the people in your world that need to hear this and that you share it with them. You can text it to them. You can send it via email. You can grab their phone, download this and say, you need to listen to this and text me when it's done because it's a message that needs to be heard. If you are new to the podcast, we are just getting started, people. 215 episodes in, we are just getting started. So make sure you click that subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And please consider leaving us a rating and review on this episode specifically. Go ahead and to your podcast player of choice and say, hey, just listen to episode 215 with Eric and Christina. And I got to say, let us know. We really value your feedback. And if you would like to experience setting goals with the people who are vital to your success, you've got two options. First, we've got a free resource, which are all some great questions you can begin asking uh, the people in your world. If you go to the one thing.com, that's with the number one in the URL, click on the free stuff tab. At the top, you will see the kick-ass guide to your couple's goal setting retreat. These are some of the top questions that you can begin asking that other person in your world. And if you would like to have this facilitated for you, click on the training tab, scroll down to the master course section, and there you will see the couple's goal setting master course. You can literally fire your computer up on any day and we will facilitate the retreat for you. And it's not just for couples. This works for business partners, it works for teams, and it works for individuals. That's all at theonething.com slash training. Thanks so much for investing your time with us today. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode.